This is uh, Patient Care Theory 1, Unit 6, Part 11, Deep Vein Thrombosis. <coughs> so. Alright, you guys are ready? Okay. Alright, so this is a short one. So, uh, deep vein thrombosis typically presents with pain in the calf. Uh, most often clots form, uh, thrombus forms in the calf, but sometimes you get thrombi forming in the, in the thigh. And, um, uh, of course, the bigger the vein, typically the bigger the thrombus, and if that thrombus becomes dislodged, it typically lodges in uh, the <coughs> lungs, and the, these patients end up with a pulmonary embolus, which can be um, fatal or near fatal. <coughs> so um, the risk factor for thrombosis is uh, Virchow's triad, and it includes, um, so if, if the patients had vascular damage, they're at risk. So any trauma, any surgery, any um, venous catheter that's indwelling catheter that's been in there for a while. Usually venous catheters are in the arm for like pick lines for cancer patients, but <coughs> um, uh, any stasis. So immobilization for long periods of time, someone who's bedridden, someone who's come off a long flight, um, you know, flights um, to Australia, Asia, things like that uh, are predisposed people to clot risk. So it's important if you're on a really long flight to get up and move around a fair bit and um, contract your, your, um, your leg muscles. Take, take some baby aspirin before the flight, maybe one baby aspirin every six hours. So just uh, for its antiplatelet effect. Um, uh, peripheral edema uh, and then hypercoagulability. So um, hypercoagulability states include pregnancy, malignancies would be cancers, right, like metastatic cancers, um, estrogen use, and then there's some others. So um, there'll be a test question on this, so just know the, the three criteria for Virchow's uh, triad, vascular damage, stasis, and hypercoagulability. <coughs> um, you may not have seen it, but I sent out a test review sheet on uh, for the next test um, there is one short answer page and the two things you want to memorize I'll just tell you right now up front one is um, uh, the FIC principle so remember that list there'll be one point for each bullet point so memorize the FIC principle and memorize the FiO2s for oxygen via nasal cannula for one two three and four liters per minute Everything else you need to know should be on that uh, review sheet. Okay. All right. So presentation, they may present with uh, unilateral ex extremity edema. So uh, one leg that's one, typically one lower leg that's edematous. And uh, erythema, so there may be redness, inflammation of the skin. Um, the leg may be warm, um, where there's a localized thrombus and the limb tends to be tender, <coughs> painful. Um, there may be limb cyanosis in more severe cases, and that would be a concern. So whenever I hear someone um, saying they have a sore lower leg, I always get just a little bit worried, especially if they're a little bit older, and you think about a thrombus. Um, if someone has a thrombus in their leg, the other 
um, test you can do is flexion of the ankle. If you flex the ankle this way, it's excru excruciatingly painful. There's a name for that test. The, the name escapes me right now, but um, if you Google um, foot flexion for deep vein thrombosis, you'll probably get the, the name for that. Is that pain in the calf? In the calf, yeah, in the calf, yeah. Are you Googling it? No? Okay. Is anyone else Googling it? Because I'm curious now. I think Heather's looking it up. She has that focused look on her face. Uh, what else? So management, uh, minimize exertion, uh, position of comfort, keep the limb immobilized, SpO2, O2 only PRN, uh, ECG, and transport. There's really uh, nothing to do for those patients except uh, get them to hospital where they'll uh, they'll get a scan of their leg. They may get a thrombolytic to break up the clot. Did you find it? Is it called home inside? Home inside. Yeah, I believe that's it. Yeah. There was an episode of Third Watch, which I'm sure you haven't seen before. It was a great uh, paramedic show. It was actually police, fire, and paramedic, but there was more of a focus on paramedic because we do more than anybody else. Um, and uh, it's just true. Our call volume's higher, right? Actually, police probably respond to more calls, but uh, do far less than uh, paramedics do. And um, paramedic calls are just so much more interesting than everything else, generally speaking. Um, but there's an episode of Third Watch where Carlos, who's, um, uh, who's not the greatest character and not the greatest paramedic, um, uh, has a patient with um, I think the patient has shortness of breath and he does a Homans test and discovers the patient has exquisite pain on flexion of the, the ankle and uh, makes a provisional diagnosis of a um, deep vein thrombosis and a pulmonary embolus. And his, his partner, who's one of the best paramedics anywhere, they call him Doc, um, is just shocked and in awe that Carlos would know this. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. And um, I think in the previous episode, Carlos had struck and killed a pedestrian while driving license sirens uh, rather carelessly and uh, yet you know the next episode he's back at work and still driving <laughs> it was just it was just the strangest thing it's like i can imagine i felt uh, you know I, I think i told you i met charlie wells who was a deputy chief with fdny and he did the medical consulting for third watch i tell you that story anyway he spoke at a conference and i had dinner with him in huntsville actually and um, he, was, he did the medical consulting. And when he told us that, I said, Charlie, what's going on with that show? Like, uh, I didn't want to insult the guy, but he said, they don't listen to me. He said, I had to quit. They, they just don't listen to me. Because there, there was some good medical consulting, but there was a lot of really bad medical consulting. And uh, I said, what, what's with Carlos? Like, he strikes and kills a pedestrian, and they allow him to keep driving. He said, I know. I, they just. Uh, People like the character, so they didn't want to take him out on the show. <laughs> anyway, it's funny. Uh, some additional reading there. <coughs> so, um, occasionally we get patients with acute DVT who, who are complaining of leg pain, and, and it can be quite severe. It can be like an eight or nine or 10 uh, uh, out of 10 pain. It's quite excruciating. Um, equally often, and, and again, these are not frequent calls, we'll get a patient with signs and symptoms of a pulmonary embolus. So they'll have um, sharp localized chest pain. So um, 
Do you remember the other term, the proper term for a sharp pain uh, when it's uh, in involving the lungs? Starts with a P. Pleuritic, that's it Taylor, you got it. Pleuritic chest pain, so sharp uh, pain tends to be localized so they can point to where it is. It's right here or right here. And um, they're usually tachypneic, usually tachycardic, and uh, the pain is constant, it's sharp, uh, and they may have a syncopal episode prior to your arrival. In fact, you may get called for syncope and then you arrive and they're awake, but they have this sharp chest pain. And um, so we need to ask about DVT. So we need to, um, when, you, when you get someone with that type of clinical presentation, in, as part of your focused head-to-toe exam, you need to expose the feet and the ankles and look for edema, look for redness, uh, palpate for pedal pulses to see if they're equal, look at the skin color in the feet to see if one foot is discolored compared to the other, if they've got cap refill and one foot that's different from the other. Does that make sense, right? Because they may have a clot that was in the leg that dislodged it, went to the lungs. If they get a clot in their thigh, um, you know, they may describe thigh pain. And um, the clots are usually bigger and often fatal. And you can get clots, you know, this size or greater that travel to the lungs and, you know, go pass through the right ventricle and just block the pulmonary artery and boom, they're dead. Uh, but those patients are VSA, so um, you won't know what killed them until um, either you might get a history from the family if you're running a cardiac arrest. They tell you that they had uh, sharp chest pain and it was the right side or the left side and um, they've had been complaining of leg pain, things like that as part of your history for a cardiac arrest and you might be able to deduce that it might have been a PE that killed them. Yeah. Uh, so you can inform the hospital when you arrive with that VSA patient if you end up transporting that VSA patient. So yeah, any questions about DVT? No?